0: All right, well, good evening everyone here in the house and out there on video, uh, watching through video to our Wednesday midweek service. uh, We've been uh, teaching, teaching, preaching from the topic of uh, uh, a plan to change. Um, So uh, last week we got into just how to reverse your momentum and change, because a lot of times you're moving in a certain direction uh been having a lot of conversations with people who's been busy or they have certain levels of default. It's so hard to shift that momentum, but God has particular ways to do that. Number one, we talked about establishing communion with God and we talked we talked about worship and praise in that particular category and what those things mean. Those were in a previous video, so I won't go over that. Then we talked about, you know, once you worship and pray and and um, it's uh, fast and fast and pray to clear out the noise so in other words uh, getting that flesh out the way where we can listen to him and hear from him and process what God is trying to communicate uh, we also talked about uh, finding your present location you know uh, the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. So number three was finding our present location. Where are we really? You don't, You can't get where you're going if you're not honest about where you are. And that's the hardest thing a lot of times in our life is is some of where we are, we don't want to be. You know, like, you know, so, you know, you, as you're growing up, your parents could you call home. You know, you know, you're supposed to be home at a certain time. You call your parents up and it's like, where are you? Um... Uh, uh, no, no, I asked you where you're at. Well, um, um, I'm with uh, such and such. No, I didn't ask you who you was with, I asked you where you was at. Well, why are we not just communicating where we're at? Because we already know we're not where we're supposed to be. The interesting thing is we grow into flowing the same way. You know, some of us are in pride. Listen, listen, listen. Many of great people have been in pride. You know that, right? Like, like, like there's not like, man, I, I ended up in pride like it's some uh, incurable disease. You know, man, I ended up in pride. Man, I don't know how I got in pride. You know, out of all the things, well, there's many phenomenal folk in life have gotten pride. And guess what? Just like us, a lot of times they don't want to accept the reality that they're in pride. You have to realize when your accolades, your, your accomplishments... Your title, your car, your house, and your clothes and your resources show up before you do. Normally, that's feeding pride. When you allow yourself to be, to be discovered, there's a position of humility there, right? And again, uh, if that's you, don't trip. Change. You see what I'm saying? We don't have to trip, like you know, like. We, we, it's it's all about us growing, recognizing where we are. Okay, so finding our present location—that's number three, right? Number four is, which is what we're going to talk about today. I'm sorry, we talked about finding your present location, and we went through um, just the the, uh, the where are you now journal, like a reflection of, or a reflection or a memoir of where am I right now, writing that down, uh, having daily journey, journal entries writing a letter to yourself every 10 days and then kind of a post-memoir autobiography at the end, at the end of 42 days, right? Just to see where you are at that point and then reset and, and, and getting ready for the next level. All right. All right. So now we'll get to, this is number four, right? So we'll get to number four, get God's direction from there. So once I find out my present location, And, you know, and as I'm reflecting and discovering where I am, it's important that I get God's direction from there, right? Now, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? Lean not to your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path, right? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Acknowledge him and he shall direct your, uh, Acknowledge him in all your ways. So, you know, I was having some conversation today and throughout the weeks, because all of us can potentially find ourselves in an overwhelming place. You, you know what I'm saying? We were overwhelmed. And if we're not, we don't find ourselves in an overwhelming place, we can find ourselves in a place we don't want to be. So it's not a bad place, but it's like, I saw myself here, or I saw myself doing this. Or God told me at one time I would be doing this. And so when you find yourself at that place, it's, it might not be overwhelming changes. might be a little tweak. It could be pride. It could be uh, submission to authority. It could be uh, we're, we're trying to get around steps that we can't. You know, because certain stages of our lives and our jobs and stuff like that, you know, you can get around stuff and still get a job, right? If you don't believe me, interview some of your bosses, right? You know, you, just, you look at them like, you want us to do it like that? Well, well, why are you looking at him like that? Because he's like, well, from everything in my training, this makes no sense. But he skipped the training. <laughs> he don't know the training. He's just like, I got to look important. Let's do this. You, you understand what I'm saying? like uh, My wife was working for a bank. I was about to say the name of the bank. And so she's working. On, I, I, listen, I've never worked at a bank. I said, babe, I have worked in management and, and I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, if there's projects, processes, you have to get your organization together. That was my niche. I said, babe, Nothing about what they, they're asking you guys to do makes, abs- it makes absolutely no sense. And if the goal is to make money, they're going to make some short-term money, but this is all going to crash because it made no sense. I said, it's a bunch of nepotism or people just, or attaboyism at your job because these people don't know what they're doing, right? And, and, and this is what it is. Sometimes we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not acknowledging God in all our ways because some things we don't want to offer before God because we don't, we don't want to be there, right? Now, Proverbs 16.9 is, is, is important, very important here. Proverbs 16.9, it says this. A man's heart deviseth his way, right? But the Lord directeth his steps, right? So, so you have action, you have inspiration, and you have timing. You have action, you have inspiration, you have timing. So, so a lot of times God is revealing to us, the uh, what he wants us to act us and act on, and he's inspiring us to do it. But there's a time. See, to everything there's a season, but there's a time for every purpose, right? To everything there's a season. Now the thing is, let's say James, you're if there's a timing for purpose, when that appointment comes up, you might want to be there, right? But you, I was sharing this with somebody today. You know how on our it could be uh, your emails or it could be your texts, whatever, if, if, if the electric bill is due, or if you have a dentist appointment, what happens? Like, it's like, because uh, we have some, uh, some services that we do where they, they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they constantly send it, uh, your appointment, uh, just a reminder you have this appointment for the chiropractor. Well, this is what God's telling us. Hey, just a reminder, reminder your purpose appointment is coming up. Now the interesting thing is when I had to do the uh, colonoscopy, colonoscopy, huh? Okay, colonoscopy. All right, cool. Colonoscopy, colonics, all these things. But the interesting thing there's a preparation, right? Right. So like I just didn't, I couldn't just show up. So they, they tell me in advance when the appointment is. Now I have to prepare for the appointment. If I don't prepare for the appointment, I'm wasting my time of being violated, right? <laughs> I'm just I'm wasting my time, right? And so, same thing. God's saying your appointment is coming up, so we should prepare for the appointment, right? But sometimes we're blowing off or we, sometimes we're not blowing off. We can't hear the signal because we're not really, we got all these other layers of stuff clouding God's signal. Most of it is our own understanding. So, the appointment is coming up and we don't even see it. Because we've already got our mindset on the position we're trying to jockey for. But our purpose appointment is coming up. And it's almost like I can't hear it because I've already got a momentum in the area of what I, I believe I want to do, the way I want to do it, and the time in which I want to do it. But the, you understand, if there's a time for purpose, that's not something you're supposed to miss. To everything there's a season. A lot of things we do subject to change. Purpose has a timing to it. And you have to be prepared for that time. Does that make sense so far? Right? And so, 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 God is supposed to be direct in our steps. That's why this, uh, uh, the scripture tells us, give us this day our daily bread. And, 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 and I remember, I believe my wife uh, shared this angle. She paralleled manna in the wilderness with the daily bread scripture, right? That was you, right? All right. And so, so. The the backdrop is when they was in the wilderness, they were trying to, they needed to eat, but it was going to have to be supernatural. You know, there wasn't no supermarkets, you know, there there wasn't no Harris Teeter or nothing like that in the wilderness. So God poured down manna. Uh, The word manna means, uh, what is this, right? Because you couldn't. Yeah, probably would have messed me up because I need to know what I'm eating. Like, I'm, I'm particular. Like, I'm, my wife, she would have been cool. She'd be like, hey, babe, this is different. Let's eat this. Because she, she, she'll uh, try stuff. I'm not really that guy, you know. So, but but the interesting thing is they, they got the manor, but I, I believe it's the sixth day. He says, okay, eat as much as you want, but almost fast. Don't save nothing for tomorrow. Well, somebody got the idea well, I'm going to save this for tomorrow. But not understanding that manna for that day was the manna for that day. That manna for that day could not feed them tomorrow. So they woke up the next day and it was rotten and it was spoiled. Because that, that, what they got for that day was out of its timing and out of its season. It was for that time. It was the day's portion in the day. So give us this day. Our daily bread is it's set up when you come back and get the next meal. Not you try to ride on that. yeah. know, uh, so, so when I was in uh, Columbus, people were coming for counseling. A lot of people come in, you know, I just, I just, I just you know, I just don't understand. You know, the wife was like, well, um, well, he quit his job. We're going through financial, this, that, and the other. And, and, and then the, the response would be like, all I know is God told me to quit my job. God told me to quit my, I know God told me to quit my job. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, what else did he tell you? What do you mean? I said, oh, so God just had like one statement he don't have no more conversation? He only talking to you that for that one statement in that one moment and there's no more conversation with God? Did you go to him every day for your daily bread? He could have told you to quit your job today. Go back tomorrow and they're going to give you a raise. Or he could have told you to quit your job today and the next instruction would be, now I want you to do this. Now, all I know is God told me to quit my job. Yeah. Uh, uh, then, then you got, well, all I know is I'm called to ministry. Great. Or did you embrace the preparation? Are you faithful in another man's? Because that's when you, how you get your own. Have you been consistent in your faithfulness? Because each level of faithfulness, you're exposed to something that's going to help you on the platform that God's going to send you to. Are you, or have you done that? Are you following God's instruction along the way? God, called, God told me I was called uh, to ministry in 93 to pastoring in 94. So obviously, the pastoring didn't happen until 2010. Uh, ministry, I, I got involved with youth ministry around that year. And then uh, uh, five years later, I was hired to work for, for the church before I was ordained. But my point is, God told me something, and he told me something that day. He says, uh, this is what I called you to do, now be faithful. So when I talked to the pastor, I was like, oh, I'm not trying to do anything but be faithful. But since you're the pastor, I want to make you aware of, of what God told me. And, and he says, well, you know, come to our five-fold ministry classes and just be faithful. And that's what I did. All right? Just locked in that, And I didn't get off of it until God would tell me something different. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 what else is God saying? Give us this day our daily bread. All right? So we should be inquiring of the Lord daily. So, so what God affords us during this uh, God, getting God's direction from there is He shows us how to take the next best step from where we are. So you know how, if you go to a buffet, it's healthy to just eat, you know uh, you, know, maybe some wings, get you whatever rice, this, that, and the other, but not try to eat everything on the buffet at one time. You ever see people like with with piles of food as if you can't go back? You know, you can't eat all the food at one time. You can only eat what you can, what? Absorb, right? No matter how how big (laughs) your your mind is of what you can process. So 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, all things are lawful but not expedient. All things are lawful but not expedient. The word expedient means not best. Now, when it says all things are lawful, it's pretty much saying because we've been afforded choice, we, we can do whatever we want, but everything we're doing is not best, right? i oh, give you a perfect example. We can do noble things that are not best because what's best is obedient things. So sometimes, you know, I was sharing this with somebody earlier today, Uh, and I was saying how some people have the gift of healing anointing on their life, right? But they don't want the responsibility to sit under and have that gift honed. I was spoken in my life, the gift of healing anointing. Actually, the hands was laid on me for the gift of the healing anointing at at, at a a Benny Hinn conference, by Benny Hinn, on stage, right? But I I, I still have to sit under and learn how and when to be sensitive, how to use that gift. You can't be walking around having healing meetings. That's not how it works. It's as, as, as the Spirit wills, right? And it's, it's, it's to benefit others. So it better be God, right? And so this is the thing learning how to do what's best, right? Operating in what's best, not what's Comfortable, not with lines up with our logic, because sometimes we, we lined up with our logic, and logic will have us triangulate uh, proximity, because I've been in proximity. Longevity, because I've been in longevity, but proximity and longevity does not equate to promotion. Availability and obedience does, right? And so, so uh, Philippians 1.10, let's look over there. Philippians 1.10. we are talking about a plan to change. Now, now the scripture tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right? To prove what? What is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Now I love when the Bible adds multiple adjectives. Because it's just like, because it could just say, hey, to prove what's the will of God. It didn't say. It says for prove what is the good will of God. The next level would be, you know, because sometimes we'd be doing something that's good but not best. What's acceptable, right? And remember, Cain and Abel gave offerings. One was acceptable. No, no, they gave. Some of us don't even give. They both gave. Think about it. But one was acceptable. See, we mad, We go, but I gave. Was it acceptable? Because, you know, we know when we're not really giving from our heart, right? You know what I'm saying? we like, well, we hold holding back. And then, but this is good. Like I said, when you locate where you are, when Cain was, was told where he was, he was told where he was not to uh, condemn him, to give him an opportunity to change. He said, man, hey, all you got to do is give your best too. No big deal. But instead of him shifting, he gets mad and basically destroyed his life and everybody else that was attached to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? What is the good acceptable? Look, look. There's another level. Perfect will of God. My wife did a teaching on that. The perfect will of God. It was so powerful, I did a teaching on it (laughs) after. Right? The perfect will of God. So, So, there's a perfect will of God. Could that be what's holding us up? We ain't looking for the good, acceptable, perfect will. We're looking for what seems to be righteous, religious, and what we approve. But what we approve is not always best. Right? It's noble. Right? But that don't mean it's best. It's family, but that don't mean it's best. It's a sacrifice, but that don't mean it's best. See, God doesn't, uh, God doesn't keep us in these rigid categories because he needs us to inquire of him. It's about a relationship with him. So I have to inquire of the Lord, even when it's obvious. See, we're not inquiring because we go, this is positive. This could help somebody. Yeah, but there might be something you don't see that is actually hindering and hurting them. So the good acceptable, perfect will of God, right? I know that's not in the the notes, so I thought I'd add that. All right, Philippians 1.10, right? It says that ye may approve things that are excellent. This was in the conversation today too, right? Excellent, right? Attention to detail, right? That ye may be sincere and without offense, Uh, till the day of Christ. Now, another version says that you may have proved uh, always the highest and best things. So when it says excellence, the highest and best, right? And so we we taught on excellence here. Uh, Excellence, of course, is attention to detail, going the extra mile. But, but, But excellence you don't do because you have to or because you ask. Somebody asks you. See, excellence is I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the environment, I'm aware of the need, and I and I and I look to do what's best. I don't, I'm not always, I don't, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me. But if it's if it if it's important to you, you're gonna find a way to do it, right? You know, you're gonna make sure that fade is tight, you'll make sure the goatee is down, right? You're gonna make sure that hair is busted, you're doing that best, but you're not waiting for somebody to say, hey, you might want to tighten them braids up. Seriously. Right? You're not waiting on that, are you? Right? Getting them eyebrows arched. Well, God is saying in the kingdom, we, we, we want to put on those same lenses. Okay? All right. So, we talked about, so far, we talked about how to reverse the momentum and change, establish communion with God. And we talked about praise and worship, fast and pray, right? Clear all, out all that noise, you know, so we can listen to Him and hear from them, right? And we talked about finding your present location where you actually are. Not where you think you are, not where you want to be, but where you actually are, right? Because if you don't know where you're at, you can't get where you're going. The Word is a lamp unto your feet, shows you where you're, where you're at, a light into your path, lets you know where you're going. Then we say, once you know where you're at, now you get God's direction from there. And this is what we do in life. You go on Google, current location. It's just right there, current location. You can't lie. So even the app knows, man, I can't help you if you don't tell me your current location. Even a kiosk knows, I can't help you if you don't look for, you are here. So it's not what we want to be, not what we feel we are. It's the reality of where we are. So some of the holdup is we're not honest about where we are. we still hiding. And, and it's, uh, the movie, in the movie Inception, they, uh, it was about uh, manipulating minds. So it was like getting into a person's mind to make a decision for them that they wouldn't make. So if you were good at it, you can get into a person's mind, and you're making the decision for them, and they thought they made the decision. To get real good, you had to go to another level of deep. You know, they had to go like, but the, the the, the part is the person that was going that deep to change their mind could get stuck there that that was their reality when they really was in a dream or fantasy. You, you see people in your life, like, how are they in this pre- present state? No, they don't see themselves laying on the bench. They see themselves, uh, you know, when they score uh, 75 points uh, in the NCAA finals. You know, that's what they see. They're looking at that, and they're looking at the mistake they made to blow it. They're not seeing what you see. You're just seeing them sitting there. No, they saw themselves when they had that huge house, you know, uh, that was carved into a hill, and they made the mistake to blow it. You, but this is so so they're, they're dreaming about where they could. I just drive it. I'm not going to say his name, but I was running. Working out, I was running, and I was running. I seen a guy. This guy was uh, all American in every sport. I mean, every sport in our city, he was tops at it. Baseball, football, basketball, and he was drafted by a professional team. So I saw him on the bench in the park with that uniform, dirty uniform on. He didn't didn't see what I saw. He he was seeing himself uh, batting, you know, for that team, right? He was seeing himself pitching for that team, but he didn't see what I saw. He, he, He was three layers deep. So he was stuck in a dream without manifesting it. Right, So in the movie Inception, for them to wake up, they had to experience a kick, right? So they, they had to set up a kick to shock them where they wouldn't wake up to the second level, they would wake up two levels. And so, so, so this, is, this is why a lot of times God put us in an atmosphere where the word, ah, hits us a certain way, because sometimes we're layers deep in this thing. You know, we... we we're, we're, we're at so deep that we'll agree to be to the second level. Man, I need to get myself together. That's as far as we go, though, right? We're talking about it, but it's not an action item, right? But, 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 but because we've already committed a momentum in a certain direction, and we've been living at that level. And then we find ourselves doing things to distract us from purpose, and it's, it's let's, let's be honest. It's, I was talking to somebody about this today. It's a default. Like every time you get close to purpose, it's default. You're like you like, remember when every time you would get close, close to where you had to commit, I'm gonna come over here. The the committing anointing is on this side. Where you had to commit, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and 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 you would self destruct or like something would kick in like without your permission, right? Before you know, it, like, well, how did I get here again? You know, you just do something that almost is like, like chasing you from the very thing that you want, right? But you don't even know why it's happening, right? Cause you, you, you at that, you at that third level, right? y'all think I'm talking to him? Okay, all right, okay, good, 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 right? All right, good, good. I'm glad we're here. All right, so now, now. This brings us to get God's direction from there. So it brings us to what I talked about in Matthew uh, 6. Uh, inquire daily for additional steps, right? Give us this day, our daily bread. So I'm inquiring daily for additional steps. So let's say if God purpose you to do something, I, I don't know, pick it, you can pick anything. God has something you to do. You know, let's say you have a dream or something you want to do. Do you understand like, it's not all or none. It's not, this is what I'm purposed to do. I'm doing nothing else in my life until I do this. I'm actually going to sit back and not really commit to anything because I'm saving all my commitment for when I do what God told me I'm going to do. That's not how it works. It's in consideration of the whole. God understands you need a tic-tac. He understands you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. I was just picking Cause I heard the noise. I was just picking. Sorry, my bad. Right. So, so God understands that you live in this life. He understands that you. He understands you gotta eat. He understands you gotta provide food. He understands you got a family. He understands you have a either a domineering husband, domineering wife. He understands that you got kids that are uh, eccentric, or 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 eccentric, eclectic, or super. High energy intellectual. He got all that down. So he's not saying, well, just pretend the kids will go away because once you get to what you're going to do, then you'll deal with the kids. Once you get to what you want to do, then you'll deal with the wife. Once you get to what you want to do, then you'll deal with serving. The church. No, he's not saying that. What he's saying is this is. What I've designed you to do, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work with performing to the day of Christ Jesus. I'm working in you to will and do my good pleasure. I'm making you aware so you could pick up the breadcrumbs along the way, but not at the expense of you being faithful in another man's. Faithful in serving your kids. Faithful in serving your home. Faithful in serving the house of God. Like I'm not faithful in helping somebody else's vision manifest. The are faithful in being diligent in my word. Faithful in spending time with me. Faithful in taking care of your health. I'm not exempting you from these things. Faithfully we're getting a grip on your emotions so now you can be ready for the relationship that I got on hold because you're going to blow it the way you you operate. So so if you embrace everything I tell you along the way, you'll be ready for what I have for you. I got hope, fulfillment. I don't just have something for you to do. I have something for you to experience. I have something for you to, to overflow through you and impact people's lives. That costs something right? So it's in consideration of the whole. You got that? We good? All right. Okay, good. Uh, so, so, so we're trying to uh, give us this day our daily bread, but we're also um, reading and studying his word, right? Diving into his word. So, you know, so we talk about this, read a few scriptures or chapters daily. And, and, and I put it as applicable for your spiritual maturity, so this is the thing, just start where you are. So if you're not reading, read, I used to say, read verses, no, read at least a chapter a day. See, the thing is, master something consistently, but then build on it every three months. Like every three months, then add, let's add a chapter, but you know, but master, like don't, oh, uh, Javon reads 10 chapters a day, so I'm gonna read 10. Well, I probably can't read 10, I'm gonna read eight. No. Read what you're going to commit to every day. And then build on it. Don't get comfortable there. Build on it. Just give yourself a quarterly mark. We have a fast every quarter, so that's good. So when the, the fast is your opportunity, what? To stretch yourself beyond your limit. Right? Because you have to develop. The scripture says meditate on the word day and night. Do all that's written there then so you make way prosperous. Then so you have good success. Right? It says give attendance to reading. Right? So establish a foundation to build on. Right? Don't cheat the foundational stage. Be consistent in your foundation. Be consistent in that foundational stage. Let's go to 1 Corinthians three. Again, we're talking about a plan to change, and, and you know, it's scripted out where you guys have the outline because so you can always reference it. Like reference it, and you may not absorb it all at one time, but just take take steps like. Like, take steps and then grow from those steps. But you got to have a, a spiritual foundation. See, this is the thing. The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things to be added, right? Like, like, that scripture says you can attract everything you want to fulfill your life. But you got to do kingdom work first. That's the thing. Like, so, so you know, I, I was sharing this uh, with a few people this week. Like, you have, you know, if, if you grab a compass anywhere in this country, Pick up a compass. You know, I know the military, you know, use, you use compasses, right? The, th- the, thing about, the thing about the compass, right, is it's playing off of something, James, isn't it? Like, like you pick that compass up and it starts to spin and stuff like that. It ain't plugged in. It's playing off. There, there is an anchored position that's drawing that compass to show you east, west, north, and south. So you have to anchor yourself kingdom work first. And everything else is supposed to play off of that. What I find out is we're almost like seeing if we have time for God. So, I got all this stuff done. And if I have some time left, I'll get to God. No, no, it's the other way around. I'm anchored in God. Do I have time for the other things? Do you understand? Do you, and you think you're going to lose something. Listen, do you understand if you're anchored in God, you can't lose family you got more influence over your family where you're at than you are in their presence. Amen. Because you're with God. Do you understand that? But, but a lot of times we think our proximity has more, we walk out of our consistency with God to spend consistent time with people. Hey, you, listen, you're in a quicksand too? As opposed to being in an anchor position where you can draw them in to strength. The thing is not about... Our, our, our friends, family, always needing us. It's them needing God. That's the thing. We're t- we're, somebody's falling, we jumping away and catch them. We can only hold them for so long, but God's hand was right underneath. He moved it when you put your hand there. Now, if you let them go, they're going to fall and die. They're gonna, you're going to destroy them. You was never supposed to catch them. You're supposed to let God catch them. But you're supposed to believe God was going to catch them. Now, once God catch them, who are they trusting? Who are they resting and nestled in? They nestled in God. We're stewards. They're not supposed to be nestled in us. Do you understand that? My son said this. He said, the best thing y'all ever gave me was God. That's the, that's the best thing y'all ever gave me we've done a lot for him. He said, the best thing y'all ever gave me was God. And we didn't, and I'm sure he didn't like some of the things we were saying and doing. Well, he said it, so I know y'all know he didn't like. <laughs> like, man, please, Mr. Spiritual. But but he so appreciates it. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, okay, all right. We good? We still here. All right, okay, all right. You, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to some things. So first uh 1 Corinthians 3:11. It says, for other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And I'll just read the next uh, couple of verses. It says, now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be manifest. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work, what sort it is. If any man's work abide or remains, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, and he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. All right, so look, look it, says, it says here everybody's work has, is, is being built on a foundation. And, 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 and when, when you go through tests and trials, it's showing the foundation. You know something? The foundation of this building, we can't see. So our foundations are stuff that we can't get props. Can't nobody, man, your foundation, Jamal. Man, I ain't never seen one like that. Man, man that looks sweet. Man, where you buy that? It's not, it don't work that way. It's, it's the unassuming part of our life, but it's the most valuable part of our life. Right? But we, we work hard on, on our public presentation than our private victory. Right? And, and so we're cheating ourselves off having a solid foundation. And it's obvious. Not, not as a put down. It's just obvious. Like, it's, it's, it's like, man, if they only knew, they didn't have to put in that much work. Right? And that helps. That helps our family. Because when we're squeezed, our foundation will be the response. But if you have no foundation, when you when, when a demand is placed on you, you just get pulled out of place easily, right? Yeah. All right. So Second 2, 2 Timothy two fifteen is a study to show thyself approve what workman a workman needed that needeth not be what ashamed. ashamed. Why? Right. Because he's rightly dividing the word of truth. And I, you know, over the years, when I've used this scripture. The Lord always showed me biology class. It was one of the classes I did well in for whatever reason. Um, But I remember I did not like the lab. I'm not like Pastor Mel. Pastor Mel can look at surgeries all day. I'm not that guy, right? Not like I I don't throw up or get squeamish. I just don't like it. Um, So I ain't like cutting open the frogs. But that was a part of the lesson where we could see all that we were learning through words, that's our lab. That's when we get to apply. We're going inside the frog and really going and, and, and pulling out intestines and things of that nature, right? right? Even though we've already been being taught about the intestines, right? But we're actually going inside, digging deep. So we're, we're taught things, but when we rightly divide, we, see, if you can rightly divide, that means you can wrongly divide, right? That's right. right? And so so, so it says... If we wrongly divide because we have improper lenses in our study, then we may end up ashamed, right? See, so we're, if we're a true workmen, and this is our foundation, we won't be ashamed, right? And the scripture says, oh, let's go here, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, well, I shouldn't have to go here. You guys know this, right? 2 Timothy 3.16. What is it? All inspiration, all scripture is given by. For profitable for doctrine, for correction, and instruction in what? All right. 316. What is you say? That the man of God. That the man of God, what? Perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished for how many good works? But it starts off by saying all all scripture is given for what? Inspiration. Remember, that's the vehicle for revelation, right? Right? And and, and now, but look, it says it's profitable for what? Doctrine. So, So some people stop right there. What they know. But it also says what? Correction, reproof, instruction in righteousness. Just because you have the doctrine don't mean that you are doing things in right standing with God. You understand what I'm saying? So, so this is trying to get us thoroughly. for This is our foundation. And you got to embrace all of it, not just the doctrine, but the correction, but the reproof. So, so why is there a little twinge when you hear reproof? All it is is convicting us to change. That's a good thing. Yeah. When you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, you know that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Now, I know some people don't want to look in the mirror, but you need to. If you look in the mirror more, we'll change more. Because right. you, you, get, you get tired of what you're looking at. Oh, I'll use me. I get tired of what I'm looking at. Every day. <laughs> so I, it's a practice for me. Just so I can feel the weight of, you need to get it together. So, yeah, I'm on that call in the morning, but I'm, at the, I'm, I'm either on the way to the gym or I'm at the gym. You know why? Because I looked in the mirror. See, now, don't even take that as a put down or nothing. Like, take that as if, if you feel something, cool. Right? See, we're not, this is the thing. This is the presence of God. This is, we're all in the presence of God, Right? There are things tempted, tempting us outside of his presence, right? So, so we can, might, may, may taste or touch something. But guess what? We're still what? In proximity to his presence, right? So there's a sense of something missing because, ah, I messed around outside of God's presence. All right, but then there's, there's something that pulls us a little more. But guess what? I'm still what? In proximity to his presence. So I, I have some conviction. So each level, I have conviction. But then there's something that pulls me a little more. Well, now I'm still in proximity of his presence, but I'm more apt to get stuck out here. But I'm still like, I, his presence right there. But then something pulls me even more. It gets to a point where I forget all about his presence. That's when conviction don't bother you. When you're numb to conviction. That's when you can't even see the line. Right? Conviction is a good thing, okay? All right, all right, good, good. Still with me, right? All right, so uh, so obviously, Joshua 1.8, let's just go there real quick. Doing a good time here. Yeah. Bless you, bless you, bless you, double, triple, and quadruple bless you. All right, so Joshua 1.8, this book of what, the law, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt what? Meditate. No, therein. Right? They divide the word. Right? This, this, this therein is important. It's, it's mentioned twice here. Thou shalt meditate where? There inside this book, day and night, that thou mayest, look at the, these, these, these three words is important. Observe to do. Observe to do According, that's in harmony with, according to all. How much? All that is written there in the book. There it is again. It says, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Look, look, meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein. Observe to do, observe to do. According in harmony with his will, we just talked about the perfect will of God in Romans 12 2. And so, so, so let's let's let's, if we're honest with ourselves, when the correction comes, it may be telling us we're not doing all that's written therein, we're not really rolling with the perfect will of God, the good is acceptable. That's not a see again. I preachers get a well, I don't know about all preachers, but. People that share stuff like this may get a hard time. Like, oh, here we go. don't tell. Somebody, I was talking to a gentleman from Miami, and he was like, the guy was like, man, ain't nobody doing that back in the day stuff. Uh, the Bible, because, because everybody was uh, cheating, right? So he was like, man, you know, do you understand what the word says? Yeah, but ain't nobody doing that back in the day. And then I think uh, y'all was telling me the millennials, I don't know it was y'all, it might have been uh, the townsels. I don't know, I talk to so many people, it's like, yeah, a lot of people are saying, like, we don't, you know, the Bible is, that's old, ain't got nothing to do with it now. Have you read it? The Bible, our Bible, the Bible is ahead of where we're going in the next 20 years, 40, 500 years, right? And the thing is, it's, it's, it's coveted. We want to be successful and prosperous, but we do what we're comfortable with. Not all that's written therein. And then we excuse our way around it with this line. This is what, was, this is what we were talking about, me and the gentleman from Miami. Uh, uh, nobody's perfect. So I gave him a scripture. the scripture. Scripture says, be perfect as I am perfect. Y'all yeah, just read the perfect, acceptable will of God, that you may be perfect. Right? It just we just read that. 2 Timothy 3, right? Right? So why would God list it? Then, then it was like, man, you know, uh, we all sinners. Man, y'all gotta stop saying that. That's not what the Bible says. Amen. Now, one, people use, it says all have sinned, right? right? But, 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 but do you know the Bible says that they that are born of God don't commit sin? Right. Yeah, for uh, 1 John 3, uh, 8 and 9. But, so why are we saying that? Like, okay, if you're not living, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you're not living for God, you're not born of God. Yeah, yes, you are. Sinners. <laughs> habitually committing sin. All have sinned, some may slip in sin. But that, you know, is the difference between slipping in sin and jumping in sin, right? And it's a difference between I missed it, fall short of the mark, and I'm habitually sinning as a practice. You know it's the difference, right? Right? All right, okay, good, good. I'll just make sure we're all here. All right, so the next thing we're doing after we uh, inqu- inquire daily for additional steps is stay accountable and responsible in the house of God. You know why? Live among reality and truth. Live among reality and truth. So, so we have have another conversation with somebody this week, and I said, you know, listen, with all the respect, uh, you're not an evil person. You're a product of your environment. And, and, and you didn't choose the environment, but we... So, so, what is it? It's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. Right. So, it so, so wasn't my fault that, that I ended up with, in a, with foster parents for my first 17 years of my life. It wasn't my fault, but it was my responsibility. The ability to respond properly... You see what I'm saying? So, so a lot of things aren't our fault, but it is our responsibility. And, and, and so the, the thing about this is we got to stay among reality and truth so we can be stretched and challenged. Like we select, like, listen, I, I, I've gone to a lot of churches. I'm not saying this because we are serving as the pastors of the church, but there's so many layers for vulnerability, transparency, openness, and growth. How do we pick and choose? Do we say, I don't have time? Write down all that you do during the course of a day. Just write it down. Write down the things you do through the course of a day and write down the things you do with God through the course of a day. No, through the whole week. Just write it down. And when you look at it, and then right next to that, the time spent in what you do. And do not cheat. Write down the time you spend on Facebook. Write down the time you spend on Twitter. Write down the time you spend, uh, all these other different things. The, the shows you watch, what's, what's the thing? Married at first sight or whatever. What, write down all these things, whatever they are. <laughs> right? No, no, I'm not saying don't do nothing. What I'm saying is write it down. Right. And look at the time that you spent. Write down how much you watch, listen to sports. How much you uh, stay on the ticker to see who won the game. Right? You know, to, to see... Uh, the time you invest in fantasy football, whatever, just whatever you're doing, right? the time you spend doing overtime, write all that stuff, t- stuff down and tell me again. Go to God right after that and say, God, I just can't I don't have enough time. Oh, that's too early in the morning. Write, write down all the times you get up when it's either some, some, a blessing or favor in, involved. Oh, no, no. If you could be here at 9 o'clock, uh, I got you covered. I got you covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we're going to bless you real good. 9 o'clock? I uh, live five hours away? No, no problem. We can get up at 2. We there. Interesting how it's selective. If you're going to lose your job, are you on time? Well, guess what? Suppose God told you you're going to lose your purpose if you're not on time. What's more important? It's amazing how, when you had to catch that flight, you made it. And it's amazing how you make that flight every time. <laughs> but you can't make it to church. See, I, I'm just, just interested. When you have to go pick up that money, it's amazing how you make that appointment. I said, this is so interesting. Okay, all right, just just that's a little in my mind, so I apologize. You know, that wasn't all in, in, in the in the in the in the in the spirit that 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 I'm trying to convey here. But my mind thinks these things, like my mind just thinks these things. So, all right, so so stay accountable and responsible in the house of God. Live among let's, uh, Ephesians uh, four sixteen, Ephesians four verse sixteen. All right, so before uh, 16, let's start at verse 13. Well, let's start all the way up there at verse 11, okay? It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting, oh there's that word again, of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, right? So, the saints are supposed to be growing into perfection. They're supposed to be working in ministry, and they're supposed to be building up the body. But a lot of times, we live like that's just the pastor's job. But the pastor's job is to equip heirs for the kingdom of God, okay? All right. So, verse, verse uh, 13, it says, now, it says, for the edifying of the body of Christ, how long? Till we all come. So, we're doing this till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. There it is again. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We, people see us, they see Christ. Right? Not our accolades, not our badges. They see Christ. Right? And we don't have to tell them. Look, I'm like Christ, right? No, they're telling you. Right? Look, 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Basically being tricked and fooled. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So, So we're in an environment of people speaking the truth in love. Verse 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working, in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. It's supposed to be the body edifying, increasing, harmonizing, and growing. Not just individually, individual folks shining. Or oh, I'm going to step back until I do my thing. Well, I'm going to hold that back. No, whatever you have, you're supposed to give because that's your seed for what God's trying to get to you. Why are you cheating people? Some things you're going to share to people. They're going to be on a platform you're not. They're going to get props for what you shared with them that you won't get. But you're going to hold it back because you're like, well, you know, they, you know they're, going to look, they, they're going to blow up with this. Exactly. And you sow that seed. What type of harvest do you think you get? But no, we don't want to do that. We, 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 we're eating our own fruit. That's what we was talking to a couple the other day. It was like, listen, we should be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in our season. Other people eat your fruit. Whatever you produce is to benefit somebody else. You don't eat your own apples. You don't see apple trees gobbling on their own apples. They, they, they produce them for others to partake of. That's what our job is. And the more you, you pull on that fruit, the more those, those, those roots go deeper and pull in more resources. The more branches start to grow on that tree, the more it produces. The more it's purged, the more it's produced. John 15, all day. When you produce fruit, he he purges it that you could produce more fruit and then much fruit. And then apart from him, you could do nothing. It's it's the Bible. You say, but no, it's all about, I'm eating my apples. Listen, you, you you can actually get sick eating your own fruit. Because that's not the... A tree does not grow from apples. It grows from the nourishment that its roots take in, the, the, the saturation of the water. It doesn't grow from the apples. It's not, the apples is not a nourishment for the tree. It's a nourishment for those that partake of the tree. Okay, all right, we got that? We, we, we good? Just try to get you an acknowledge. Thank you. Acknowledge <laughs> an so we all be on the same place. So the Bible says... You shall know the truth, be intimate with the truth, and that's how you're free. Why are we running from the truth? We want to stay bound? So I came into the kingdom with a truth meter. I didn't say I, I had everything down, but I, for me, I just couldn't help it. You know, now nah, I ain't even come to the kingdom. I came into life. Because when I first uh, reunited my family, I would just say what I saw, which would be the truth. Like I wasn't. I didn't have all the protocols, you know, so I'm getting on people's nerves, right? We don't talk about that. Well, why not? We just just gonna leave that there? Is is anybody gonna say anything about that over there? So I'm I'm getting on, my dad used to say, Keith needn't leave well enough alone. But I wasn't really trying to stir well enough, I was just, what we gonna do about that? You know what I'm saying? So so, so as I started to grow, I remember uh, my former pastor said, he said, Keith, only a small selection of people can take it straight. And that was his way of saying, dude, just, I need you to filter this, water this down something because it's coming too strong. Only a few people can, can do that. So I, so I shifted how I flow. But I, but I noticed something. Uh, could it be that you were born for such a time as this? Do you know there's a lot of bound folk in this world? And you know what they need? The truth. You know what we need, truth. right? <laughs> that might have been a release. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. So, so <laughs> let me see. Let me. Let me see. Did I? Did I <laughs> Was that an endorsement, God? Right. <laughs> right. Ooh, boy. You tell you, I take a whole lot of weight off of me if I could just let it rip. All right. So, so the first thing is attend church, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard them, right? Just making sure, I, just make sure I got witnesses. All right, so you heard that, right? All right, all right So the first thing is to attend church. Start a pattern of attending church to be in an atmosphere of faith to empower your faith. Right? Stay in an atmosphere of faith. Right? Things happen. You know, you guys are in a building. Things happen that don't happen online. It's not putting nobody down, but like there's something about being around. Uh, an atmosphere of faith. Remember, church is not just for what you can get, but what you can give, right? It's not just about what you can get. So A lot of times, well, you know, I need need, you know, how come they don't do this? They don't do that because you are doing it. That's why. If there's something pulling on you, you might be the person that's supposed to put together a proposal, present it, and do it, All right? It's not just about what you can get. It's about what you can give, Right? That's how our life the anyway. So, so we know, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together, right? Uh, Hebrews 10.25, right? But also Psalm 92.13, that's you know, that's just when we do the altar call, we talk about salvation, rededication, baptism of the Holy Spirit. But then we talk about church membership, but we don't jump to membership. We jump to being planted because they to be planted in the house will flourish in the courts. So it's not just position, it's planted. Right? See, because when you plant it, you're gonna, you're in the right place. Your roots are dug deep when you plant it. Your roots can dig deep when you plant it. If you if you're just on the surface, the roots don't go deep. Strong wind, you're gone. Strong wind is normally a strong truth. You're offended. Right? The winds of doctrine start starts, starts flowing. That storm of the winds of doctrine. You, you, you done been pulled somewhere else, out of location. But when those roots are deep, you may bend, but you're not breaking like those, those, those palm trees. The palm trees be dancing in storms. Everybody else panicking, all the other trees shaking and stuff like that, breaking. The palm trees just be like, what, what, what? That's a nice breeze today. You know why? Because they're rooted. They're grounded. They're planted. Right? They to be planted in the house, Psalm 92, 13, shall flourish in our courts. We're trying to flourish in the courts, but we're not planted in the house, right? And I'm not saying we haven't been around a long time. That's not planted. Planted is planted, right? All right, so stay in the soil and watch your seeds grow, right? Stay in the soil and watch your seeds grow. So, follow God's plan to uh, to completion. Follow God's plan to completion. And watch out for what I call spiritual bribes. So, having a readiness to avenge all disobedience when what? Your obedience is fulfilled. We talk about that scripture a lot at this church. So, follow God's plan to completion. When God gives you something, follow it to completion. And stop establishing your timelines for God's business. right? God's business is not waiting on the approval of your timelines. You keep saying it's taking too long. It ain't long enough for, see, again, some of y'all, I'm going to say this to you respectfully. Some of you guys are earmarked to have an audience of stadiums. But you're settling for your little corner platform where you get props. Some of you just want to manipulate yourself for a position in the church when God wants to send you to the world, through the church, right? And so, so too much is given, much is required. You're struggling with handling the, the props and, that you get at this small level. How are you going to handle stadiums of people? Can nobody going to tell you nothing. And, and the reason why those people that, that have been in stadiums have fallen because they never believed they would be in front of stadiums. They would never continue inquiring of the Lord, find out where he's taking them and prepare for the stadiums. Because if you saw what God had planned, you wouldn't be frustrated with the delay. I, I did the teaching. Maybe we need to go back and do it. From one to 100 of people did phenomenal things. Colonel Sanders, they, he, he didn't finally uh, sell the recipe until 67. And he wouldn't have done it. He was happy with being off the side of the road at a gas station selling chicken until they ran some type of railway or, or roads through there, and they had to shut down that, that location. So now either he quit or he figured something out. You know what he did? He went around selling that restroom. You think people just start buying it? No. Well, we're still talking about KFCs. But it blew up when he was 67. I tell you about Cliff Young, running a 500 mile marathon in overalls at 67. And showed up yeah, uh, showed up the uh, sign up, uh, Sir, you know this is a 500 mile. yeah yeah I man, I know. yeah, but everybody got their gear on. He, he in overalls ran 60, ran it, first person to ever run it all the way through. They would run like maybe eight hours or something, take a rest, then run. He ran it nonstop. From that day forward, they changed the race till you had to run it nonstop. He ran another uh, marathon that was almost like a 1,000, some crazy moms. I mean, I just show you, some of these people that you see that's phenomenally famous, they didn't blow up until later in life. I'm not saying they had to wait till later in life. They did it with a lot of us do. They didn't embrace the preparation. And they finally realized, now I'm going to have to do this thing. Right? All right. So just, we good? Let's just remove move our own timing. Matthew 24, 13. I'm, I'm going to just finish out this section, and then we'll talk about fleshing out old habits next week. Uh, Matthew twenty four thirteen says, but he that it shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Experience the wholeness or salvation of God. Right? As the scripture says, uh, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? Galatians 5.16. Walk in the spirit you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, the natural man is impatient and always has to be first. The natural man is more susceptible to spiritual bribes. The spirit is okay with, no, I'm good. I'll wait. No, that's all right. It's it's cool. I mean, appreciate it, but... That's not what God's leading me to do right now. See, the spirit man is, is locked in. David said this Psalm 19, 13, keep me away from presumptuous sins, overconfidence. So, our overconfidence and our impatience, the overconfidence is going to have us out ahead of God. Our impatience is going to have us out ahead of God. Our overconfidence will have us settling for, well, I'll just take this, I'm good. And then kind of creating our own platform from there as opposed to finishing God's plan. Finish God's plan. Yes, you may be doing more than you've ever done. You may be doing more than other people have done. But are you doing what God has purposed you to do? Finish God's plan. God loves us, what? And His plan is always better than ours, right? God loves us and His plan is always better than ours. So we'll stop there and we'll get into flushing our habits, and then we'll decide if God wants us to continue this teaching or...